The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. The Nuggets, when they decide to uh, play the full complement of players, are just a machine right now as uh, they destroyed the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, 146 to 112. And this wasn't the Timberwolves on a load management night. They were playing their guys, but Michael Malone's team just firing on all cylinders right now. I think it's very high. You know, I don't know if it can get much higher. You know, let's be honest. What helps chemistry is winning. You know what I mean? Like, if we had eight new players and we weren't first place in the West, you'd have probably a lot more unhappy campers in there. But when you're winning, and tonight, a game where everybody plays, you see when Jack White scores a layup or Christian gets a dunk, the bench goes crazy. So you have a group that's really connected. And I think what unites them, Katie, is that I think our, all of our players understand that we have the potential and an opportunity to do something special. The Nuggets are now 26-4 and at home. Best home record in the NBA. Why does that matter, Mark? Well, because as of right now, and I don't think it's going to change, they're the number one team in the West. Barring something catastrophic, they're going to have home court throughout the Western Conference playoffs and maybe even the NBA Finals. Yes, I said NBA Finals. I think it's time to start thinking about that. I love it. Yeah, we should be thinking about it. By the way... You said full compliment. Jamal Murray didn't play. No, no, I'm talking about Minnesota. Yeah, had no, a no, full no, compliment of players, like, and, and the Nuggets didn't. Right, the Nuggets <laughs> essentially had one of their key pieces yes. missing, and still, I'm surprised Michael Malone didn't still say something about giving up 112 points. Like that's a little bit. <laughs> we got to tighten that up. Yeah, we got to tighten that up just a bit, just a bit. He's right about chemistry, though. When you're winning. Like, one of the things I used to say all the time, and this was back, goes all the way back to Super Bowl 50. Because I was working for ESPN, we were doing the show out in San Francisco, and I had to do a bunch of sports uh, sports center, late night sports center, out at um, at Golden State's arena at the time, um, out in Oakland. And just watch the game, have to wait for the game to get over, you know, and then, and then, um, and then do the sports center, the football stuff on sports center. And I was blown away about the excitement that the Warriors got when somebody else other than the Stars were making buckets. And, you know, a star was given a, a backup and assist and, and the bench go crazy. Like, that's what we have here right now. That's like when you're more excited about other people's success than you are your own. When you get more excited about giving up a great dish to get an assist than you do getting a dunk. Huge. It, it is, man. It's There's an energy about that. That resonates in inside not only the team but the whole building, and the Nuggets have that right now, man. They have that. Next on the morning brew, maybe the Avs' chemistry is uh, lacking a bit right now. Penalty upcoming against Colorado. The pass looks out. He scores. He scores. Chris Letang. Penguins TV. Yeah, the Avs got a point, so it wasn't a completely lost night, but it just it just it felt like a real gut punch. Not gut punch. That's that's a bit extreme, but definitely a disappointing loss. Losing out on that chance to get that extra point in a game really 
that last year's Avalanche team, wins probably going away. Instead of scrambling to hold on to a one nothing lead, they probably get that insurance goal to make it 2 nothing. Then they get an empty net goal at the end to win that game like 3 nothing. Instead, they give up the late goal, they go to overtime, and they end up losing. Yeah, I mean, disappointing. We talked about how they come out of this All-Star break. We talked about how they went in, winning, what, 7 of 8? And how they come out of this all-star break. Now the first one on the road, they've got two more. they got Tampa, and then they got Florida before they come home to play Tampa again, right? Um, but this is this is a, uh, I'm not going to call it a must or a pivotal stretch, but it is a, let's call it a gut check stretch. This is one of those stretches that you come away, you got one point, but you come away, you know, winning, let's say, five of the la- the next six like, that really sets you up for this kind of final push run toward the playoffs. So, it, this is an important stretch to watch them, to see exactly where they go. When What is their trade deadline? What is the trade uh, deadline? Oh, that comes up in early weeks? March. Yeah. Early March? Early March, yeah. Okay. NBA trade deadline, by the way, folks, uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, March 3rd for the NHL, tomorrow for mm. the NBA. Next on the Morning Brew, Sean Payton working hard, putting his staff together. Having gone through this one other time, in 2006 there were tarps on our walls. The team had just come back from San Antonio. The hospitals weren't open. Our problems then were so much different. And so for for us, for a short period of time, as we hired staff and coaches, you know, we'd celebrate each one. Like, we'd have a cake if we got a coach to say, yes, he's coming. You know, first there was three, then there was five, and then we slowly put a staff together. And I'll never forget that that group. Those guys, they came when many didn't want to come. As he puts together his staff, of course, he's going to want to bring some uh, assistance from New Orleans, but they're... Already with New Orleans, uh, according to Jeff Duncan, who's kind of the uh, Mike Cliss of New Orleans, says that uh, Peyton plans to interview New Orleans quarterback coach Ronald Curry for the offensive coordinator position. He's already brought in Zach Streif, a former player, as the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you anticipate that there may be more holdovers from this current Broncos staff than you might think? Just because it's later in the process and it might be tough to wrest some of those Saints people away from uh, their current gigs. Um, I don't know. I, like he's gonna if if he's familiar with those guys, he knows those guys. I think that would be one thing. Um, but we're gonna have to see, man. I don't I don't know that that's gonna be part of the strategy. Like one thing about putting your staff together you want guys that you know guys that you trust guys that you um guys that you just know understand your program and i think a lot of and, and sometimes they haven't worked for you but you just know them you know them well through other people so i would i would be surprised if there's a lot of holdovers i think there may be a few but i'd be surprised if there's a lot next on the morning brew history was made last night. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There he is! Oh, hail! The new king in town! Young and old, gather around! From one iconic Laker to another! Yeah, that announcer... Yeah, that announcer had that all written down. You can always tell the yeah. announcers who know that a, a historic moment could be coming. They've they've written it down. 
LeBron James. No organic. Do you believe in miracles? This was uh, this is written down. So LeBron James becomes the all-time NBA leading scorer, passing wow. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He goes for thirty-eight in a Laker loss mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City. But LeBron James is is I, I, I haven't totally totally embraced LeBron James over the years, but you have to admire. What this guy is doing late in his 30s, continuing to go out, play heavy minutes, produce, uh, on, honestly playing at a level that that 38-year-olds are not supposed to play at in this league. He, he looks like he could continue to play Brady style into his well into his 40s. Which is incredible, right? Um, it is. It's an amazing accomplishment, and it's not just... You know, it's not just compiling statistics because you played for a long time. You've played for a long time, and you've been relevant forever. And um, it's a it's an amazing honor. It's an amazing feat. And to to jump over the top of Karim um, Abeljabber, uh, pretty amazing as far as I'm concerned. At age 38, this is what LeBron James is doing this season through 44 games. He's averaging 30 points per game. Right. Wow. And eight and a half rebounds and seven assists. I mean, over the course of his <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Over the course of his career, he's he's probably in the top five all time scoring average. Like not oh, just, yeah, to be able to get to this right. level. Yeah, it's sure. It's not just a. It's not just you played more years than right. everybody, so you've compiled. He's it, not a like, stat accumulator, right? Right. You're. I mean, you're averaging. You got to be averaging thirty points, like close to thirty points a game over the course of his career. It's it's an amazing feat.